Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Thank you so much, Peter. Let's give the Lord a hand. Wow, God's so good. Let's take our seats. Wow, 2017. Welcome back for those that have been away on holidays and some are still away on holidays. And we just had a short break down the Sunshine Coast and it rained every day. And then we brought the rain back last night, so that's okay. But we had a good time anyway and great time with family the week before. God is so good. And there's something very exciting stirring in my spirit for this year. And God, God lives outside of time, but He also lives in time. Because it says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son. And so God does note days and seasons. And I believe that 2017 is going to be an amazing time. And I don't say that just because I'm a positive person. And just before Christmas, we were praying with our um, staff at our Christmas party. And as soon as we prayed, it was like electricity just started to run through my body. I thought, whoa, something's happening here. And even right then, as you started to pray, I felt the fire of God in my body and my soul. And I know that we're entering into another whole amazing season. And today, I want to just speak for a few moments on 2017, a year of destiny. And I want to start with, uh, I want to thank Andy Whitlock. He sent me a, uh, an email while he was on holidays. And uh, on Instagram, Dr. Michael Maiden, who's a prophet. And uh, I don't say that lightly. We heard him speak at IC last year. And uh, probably the most impacting prophetic voice I have heard for at least 20 years. As soon as he started to prophesy, the presence of God just filled the house and nearly everyone started crying immediately. It was like the presence of God invaded the place when he started to prophesy. And I haven't seen that for at least 20 years. And God stirred my heart. And this is the word of the Lord that God has given Michael Maiden for 2017. I read it and I got so excited. I couldn't wait to get going. And we're on holidays. I think, God, I need to rest. But this is what the the word of the Lord says. The year of a great move of God. God has a predestined appointment with mankind in 2017. This year will celebrate the 500th anniversary of the Reformation when uh, Luther had that revelation, the just shall live by faith. And there was a great opening door for Christendom in a new way. It also marks the 50th anniversary of the charismatic move and outpouring of the Holy Spirit in 1967. Some of you are old enough to remember that and experience that. And I remember I was only a young person and I went to various meetings in various churches and the power of God just flowed and people were filled with the Spirit and miracles were just happening everywhere you looked. And this is the 50th anniversary this year and 500 years since God gave Luther the revelation of the just shall live by faith and the grace message that came. Countless millions of lives have been dramatically affected by these two incredibly important historical moves of God. As we remember celebrate and reflect on the eternal consequence of the Reformation and charismatic revival, I hear the Holy Spirit whispering to our hearts that God is not done and that heaven has appointed this year as the time for the next great move of God on the earth. This is a year of divine convergence when God brings people and things together. This is also the beginning of a glorious season of deliverance from delays that have discouraged the hearts of so many of God's wonderful children. That's right. 
the delay is over and things are coming together for God's precious people. Yes, in the chaotic world we live in, there will be a year of confusion, conflict and even war. But in the midst of all that confusion, God will begin to do great things in all the earth. I am praying for your strength to be renewed. I pray for your vision to be restored. And I pray for your destiny to be released. All I can say is get ready. God's on the move in 2017. Well, let's give him praise. That's a powerful, powerful prophetic word. And like I said, I met Michael Maiden. He was just an humble, unassuming man. But when he started to speak, you knew he was hearing from heaven. And that just stirs my heart. I believe that this year we're going to see some significant things shift across the nations in the body of Christ. We're going to see many people step up and, and move into a new place of freedom and authority. I believe we're going to see great breakthroughs in our church. Things that I've dreamt of and been stirred for years, I believe we're going to start to step into another whole expression of that this year in the kingdom of God. What a powerful and faith-inspiring prophetic word from God. I love that last bit. I am praying for your strength to be renewed. I pray for your vision to be restored. And I pray for your destiny to be released. That is a powerful, powerful prayer. And in your own devotions, I encourage you to pray that for your strength to be renewed. Your vision to be restored because vision can get dull. It can get distracted. There are so many things. We live in such a visual world today. We've got our mobile phones and we've got computers and we've got TVs and we've got billboards and we've got stuff everywhere trying to grab our visual attention. But we need to have the vision of God's kingdom over our lives. When you read the Word of God, it will come alive. You will hear it and you will see it. Because God spoke to me several years ago. He says, whatever you see in the Spirit, it's yours. Whatever you can perceive and understand, you can take it and it's yours. But if you don't see it, you won't go after it. If you don't see it, you can't believe for it to happen for your life. And God wants us to hear and to see and for your destiny to be released. There are so many people with so much destiny in their lives, but it's never, ever released. How sad is this that so many people finish this life with unfulfilled dreams and destinies. But as we walk with God, He can take you by the hand and lead you into fruitful places, into places of freedom and blessing and overflow. And as I li- listened to that prophetic word, it reminded me of Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 5. And let's look at those verses for a moment today. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. Now, we know prophetically that was spoken to Jerusalem as a city and the people of God, but so many 
Prophetic words are for the kingdom of God as well. And I believe that God's saying, arise, shine, for your light has come. And it's 15 and a half years ago, almost, in August, that Marilyn and I arrived here at this church and preached for the first time. And the first sermon I preached was Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Who was here that first Sunday? Wow, look at that. There's about a dozen people that were here. And that was the first message I preached in this church. And it's like the beginning of 2017. God stirred it again and says, come on, it's time to arise. Some people sleep through great awakenings of God. Some people come to church and go away and say, oh, well, that was another service. Other people have just had an amazing encounter. Their life's been fired up. In, and it's like some people can sleep through a train roaring past their their window. Other people are jumping out of bed saying, what's happening? Don't sleep. The Bible says, awake, arise, and shine for your light has come. It's a choice. Every day when the alarm goes, you can hit the snooze button. You can put your head at the pillow over your head and just try and sleep on. Or you can jump out of bed saying, whoa, what's happened? What's going on today? And I believe God wants to stir us that he is calling us and there is something significant beginning to break loose upon the earth and we're going to see some amazing things happen very quickly in the politics of our nation. In the, uh, across the nations of the earth, we're going to see a rapid increase in the body of Christ. We're going to see an outpouring of his spirit because when God chooses to pour out his spirit, everything changes. Everything changes. And he's heard the cry of so many people's hearts He's heard the cry of worship that God inhabits the praises of his people. He's heard the cry of faith saying, God, come and intervene and heal and, and restore and release and set people free. Lord, come and visit us. Come and dwell with us. He's heard those cries. And I believe that he's going to stir us to arise and shine. Some of you start this new year it's full of excitement and faith. Others saying, boy, another year. How am I going to make another year? Because maybe there's some great challenges responsibilities, trials, setbacks have happened. And you, you're, you're, you say, I want to step out in faith, but I don't know if I really can because there's been so many challenges and I, my strength is not like it used to be. I believe God wants us to stir our heart, to inspire us. And as I read those scriptures and I read that prophecy, four key words come to me. Number one is revelation. You've, the word revelation comes from reveal. When something's revealed to you, you see and you can understand. And I believe revelation, a revealing is going to come more clearly for your personal life of what this year means for you. I encourage you these next few weeks to take some time to seek God. We're going to have a, uh, a sheet with goals on in the next few weeks that you can write down some key goals for your life. Because I've found if you seek God and write some goals down, it gives you a focus for your life. Last year, I wrote down 10 goals. I achieved about four of them fully. The other five or six, I am significantly on the way to seeing them come to pass. So if you don't set goals, you just drift. You just drift through life. That's human nature. But when you set some goals, especially when they're God-inspired goals and prayed through goals, it's amazing how your whole being starts to head towards the fulfillment of those. And I encourage you for your family and relationships, for your ministry, for your profession, 
for your personal life, for your health, whatever it is, <coughs> to set some goals. And we'll have those sheets out probably next week. And you can pray over them. And in early February, we have an anointing service where we pray over everyone and their goals that God will empower us to help see them come to pass. We did it at the beginning of last year and it really helped focus a lot of people's lives. So revelation, an open heaven. The voice of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is going to become very active and alive for those who are seeking and listening. I'm finding as I read the Scriptures, they just come alive so much more powerfully when you've got a focus and a listening ear. No matter what's happening around us, the darker it gets out there, the brighter the light shines. Have you noticed that? And you can start cursing the darkness or you can just start turning on more lights. You can start to see that He is the light of the world. He can so captivate your soul that the darkness cannot overcome the light. And God wants to stir our hearts. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Number one, revelation. Secondly, expectation. Because when some, something is revealed to you, then you can get excited about how it's going to happen. And I just love with expectation. Last night... Just got back from holidays and you're thinking, well, how am I going to get back into it tomorrow? I'm trying to sleep and my spirit was so alive inside, I could hardly sleep. I'm thinking, God, I need to rest. But my spirit said, no, you can't wait to get to church and worship God and and speak out what God's going to do. Because God wants us to have an expectation. You can face this year and say, oh, well, it'll be just another year. Or what's going to happen? Or what challenges am I going to face? Hey, we were going to face all those challenges. That's life. But you can start to believe God. What are the possibilities? Because He's awesome. He's amazing. And so we're going to have expectation. That's faith. Rise above the discouragement, the disappointment, and the delay. That was in that prophetic word. Thirdly, you have revelation, expectation. Then you have activation. You've got to choose to do something with what you see and what you expect. You've got to take some... You can pray about it forever... But if you're praying for your neighbors, you've got to sooner or later activate and find a way how you're going to connect Jesus with their lives. Invite them over for a meal. Give them a gift, as Peter was sharing. Do something where you can just connect with people's hearts. God's given you a vision to step up and serve in our kids' ministry or to to reach out and, and get a part of a life group and really build some relationships. You can sit all year and pray about it, but you've got to pick up the phone or say, where's your life group meet? I want to get a part and get connected this year. You've got to activate. You've got to step up and step out. And that's where most of us settle for less. You've got to step up and step out. I'm believing for many more miracles, many more people to come to Christ this year. I've got to step up and activate that. So I've decided to go to India to stir things along. And and that's an exciting adventure, but it's full of challenge, India. The smog and the, the 1.3 billion people, the traffic, the smells, all of that stuff doesn't excite me, but to see people's lives transform and go and minister into leaders so they can go out and win thousands for Christ, that stirs my heart. It, you have to activate and make some choices to step out of your comfort zone if you want to walk by faith. And God will help us by His Spirit. Step out of the boat. Live out your God-given dream. And fourthly is demonstration. When you start to activate, I believe God's going to demonstrate His grace and power. 
I believe this year as his spirit moves, because I was only young when the charismatic move started, but it was just so, so powerful. And when God starts to move, the supernatural becomes much more common. The power of God just flows. People's stories and testimonies start to infect a whole workplace or a neighborhood. It is so powerful when God starts to move by His Spirit. I remember when in 1994, I went to Toronto when the, the move of God happened over there. And I saw God do so many amazing, miraculous things. People getting healed in front of our eyes and, and so many amazing things happen and people getting delivered and set free. By the hundreds, there were thousands of people from all over the world gathering for these meetings and they'd go on day and night and it was so powerful. And I remember I got prayed for, it was like electricity ran through me for an hour. I was on the floor and it was like someone plugged me into the electrical socket and every 10 seconds this bolts of energy from heaven just rushed through my body. I thought I was going to explode for about an hour. It was just so powerful. And when I went home, Came back home, I talked to my mum and dad, who were elderly by that time, and I told them some of the things that I saw and experienced over there, and they looked at me with these knowing eyes and said, yeah, we remember, we remember in 1929 when Smith Wigglesworth came, and we saw that and more happen. And they were excited and said, just go for it. And they said, we used to be in meetings, and the power of God came, and people would worship, and they, they couldn't stop worshiping. And then people would start to dance in the spirit. Their eyes would be all closed. They'd be in a room packed with people and they would start to dance. And he said they would dance across the tops of the chairs, across the lounge chairs, across the tables. There'd be cutlery, there'd be people everywhere and no one would ever touch anyone else and no one was ever hurt. And it was just this power of God came for hours and hours. He said, that's what we saw when we were 10 or 12 years old. That's what we grew up with. And I thought, Lord, we have settled for so much of just a mundane, predictable, safe Christian life. I said, God, let your fire come again. Let your love come where you can't wait to just love Him. Where you can't wait to open the Word and find what's the Word for today instead of trying to squeeze it in in our busy lives. I said, God, let your Spirit flow. I've seen enough in my life to know when God says He's going to show up again, I know to get ready. I know to get really ready. Prepare my heart. Look with expectation. Say, Holy Spirit, what are you going to do? This will be similar but different because every move of God has a fresh emphasis. And I believe He's going to catch some of us into the realm of the Spirit. Some of you have had great challenges because the enemy has contended with you to try and get your vision blurred so you can't see and run after what God wants to do. He's calling us. He's calling us to run after Him again. He's calling us to lift our vision and things that God spoke to my heart. I know this year we're going to move into a much more of that. I just know. I just know. But as I was thinking about that, the verses in Ephesians 4, 1 to 7 came to my heart the other night. <coughs> this is what the Word of God says, Ephesians 4, 1 to 7. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Wow. God's called all of us. Live a life worthy of the calling you've received. You might say, well, I don't have any great ministry. If you're a mum or a dad, you're part of a family, you're in a workplace, you've got a great ministry to disciple the next generation. 
If you're a grandparent, you've got a great ministry to pray each one of your kids into the kingdom of God. We've all got great ministries and callings over our lives. We all have. So he says, live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. A couple of quick points out of this passage. Number one is, you are called by God. As we were singing that song earlier about God calling us out on the waters, the Holy Spirit's just reverberating in my heart because I'd written this down last night as I was preparing this message. He calls us out on the waters and we call out His name because anyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved. That word saved means delivered, restored, made whole, full and overflowing. That's not just getting saved from your sins and getting a ticket to heaven. That we've limited Christianity sometimes to that. Anyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved, delivered, restored, healed, made whole, overflowing with His life. That's what that verse means. Don't settle for less. And God's calling us. And I heard the voice of God saying, I'm calling you again by name. And I hear the Spirit of God today calling, I've called you. I'm calling you. I'm calling you again to step up and arise. I'm calling you into my kingdom. I'm calling you to step up and fulfill your destiny. I'm calling you. And many of you are going to hear the call of God. You're going to hear His voice calling your name and saying, this year, step up. Step up. Don't settle for where you are. I hear His Spirit calling you to arise. Don't step back, but to arise. And I believe today the Spirit of God's calling. He's knocking on the door of our hearts and saying, Come on, I've set you apart. I've called you. I'm calling you again by name to step up and live out the freedom He has for our lives, to love and serve Him. The second thing I see in this passage is the awesome power of unity. Wow. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Something amazing happens when we're united in one purpose. Someone made this statement a little while ago. It says, we pray for revival, but Jesus prayed for unity in John 17, the longest prayer, recorded prayer of Jesus. And this uh, preacher said, Maybe if we prayed for and lived in unity as Jesus prayed, we would see much more revival. Sometimes we're praying for the wrong things. It's okay to pray for revival, but I think we should pray what the last major prayer that Jesus prayed, most of John 17, you read through it, it was for unity that they may be one as I and the Father are one. And as they're one, there'll be a revelation of God's kingdom. If you get unity in a marriage, let me tell you, something powerful begins to break loose from that family. If you've got a unity in your own soul, spirit, soul, mind, you've got a unity with the people in your life group or in our church. When we get a unity together, all things are possible. The devil fights us tooth and nail with pain and offense and brokenness and unforgiveness and 
and disappointment with one another and different personality traits and, and tries to get us discouraged and looking at the wrong things. But let me tell you, if we come into more unity of heart and spirit and vision, anything's possible. Anything's possible. It says make every effort. In other words, it takes effort to stay in unity. It takes effort to walk, keep walking together because we see stuff differently. And I believe as we walk together in unity, there God commands the blessing. The place of agreement in unity is the place of power. And it says we're called to one hope in Christ. There's so many searching for hope. Be carriers and dispensers of that faith, hope, and love. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It says God is over all and through all and in all. I read through the New Testament last year, so I just finished the book of Revelation in December. Wow. Every time I read Revelation, I get really stirred because the last verse says God wins. I get fired up every time. And I read through all the schemes of the enemy that are thrown against the people of God or the kingdom of God that God just wipes them away when he says it's time. Don't let the schemes of the enemy destroy your faith. It can be an intense battle. There's pressure, there's torment, there's discouragement. But let me tell you, God wins. And then I've started in the Old Testament, so I've started the book of Genesis in my devotions from the first, I'm just reading a chapter a day, and I start go back and see where it all started. God created the heavens and the earth, and He said it was good. Every day, He stopped and said, it is good. When He created man and woman, He said, it is very good, because He created you and I in His image. Wow, so many of us wrestle with self-condemnation and lack of self-esteem and purpose. I want to say you've got to read the beginning of the story again that you were created in His image. And God doesn't create any junk. Sin and the enemy's schemes will try and destroy us. But I want to say God wants to remake His image in your mind and heart and soul and spirit so you can fulfill and reflect His glory to this broken world. Created in His image for His glory. Each, and then it says that each of us has been given grace as Christ apportioned it. Wow. God's unmerited favor, courage, strength, power, endurance have been given to you so that you will fulfill His call on your life this year. Let's face and overcome the giants in our lives. The giants that are trying to intimidate you and stop you from fulfilling your destiny. Someone sent me a text last year, another pastor, and I still had it on my phone. After a while, you sort of delete messages, but for some reason, I'd kept this on my phone, and I saw it again the other day. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, said these amazing words. The chief dangers which confront the coming century will be Religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, and heaven without hell. Wow, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? 
Do you know when he said that? 1899. Not the beginning of this this century, but the previous one. Wow. Lord, let your fire burn. Let your love consume us. Life, live a life of strength renewed, vision restored, and destiny released. Let's stand in his presence. I've started reading another book by Bill Johnson. It says, God is good. So many people have a distorted image of God. Because stuff happens in this world that we don't understand. Tragedies occur. Grief and loss happens. Disappointments come our way. And we can let that distort the image we have of our Heavenly Father. And that's a journey that we all need to walk through. But God, help us to see that you are a good God. You're a very good Father. You're an amazing God. Even through the pain and pressure that we live in this life, you're an amazing God. And my cry is that our eyes will be open to see your amazing goodness. Our hearts will open and respond to your incredible overflowing love. Your prophetic destiny will break forth over our lives and over our church. That we would not settle where we are, but we would arise. And let that be your prayer today. That my strength will be renewed. That my vision will be restored and my destiny will be released. Why don't we pray that after me? Lord, I pray my strength will be renewed. I pray my vision will be restored. And I pray my destiny will be released. Why don't you reach out to heaven for a moment and and just thank Him for His grace. The opportunities this year holds for us. Some of you are incredibly excited and you've got new new journeys of relationships and, and step stepping forward and possibilities and, and some unknowns and others have got some uncertain painful processes you're walking through. But today let's reach up to heaven and say, God, I thank you for your strength being renewed within me. Oh God, I thank you for it, Lord. Oh God, I pray right now for renewed strength over your people right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for vision to be restored. Lord, for some that have lost sight of you and your purpose. Lord, they've been discouraged through sickness or disappointment or pain. Lord, I pray right now you would release Holy Spirit vision over our lives, oh God. Release, Lord, prophetic vision for ministry and service and and breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Oh God, help us to see in the Spirit what you have called us to be, oh God. And I pray right now for destinies to be released. That's right, let's claim that destiny of God to be released over your life, in your business, in your place of service, in your relationships. God, let there be a release of that destiny over our lives, oh God. We won't just serve to the capacity we did last year, but Lord, there'll be a release, there'll be a destiny, there'll be an overflow in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God, we reach up to you right now. I release that, Lord. Hope will come in people's souls. Lord, you'd restore hope in the name of Jesus. Lord, you would make it clear where there's, un- where there's cloudiness and it's not clear. Holy Spirit, let there be clarity come with our vision. 
Lord, with the opportunities, with the financial release, Lord, with your overflow. Lord, I thank you for strength being renewed. I thank you for vision being restored and for destiny being released right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.